Podcast friends, my name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Check one, check one, check one, mic check. Here we go. Uh, Welcome back, friends. This is a brand new year. Uh, This episode, I should have gotten out in uh, December of last year. Kind of crazy that we are already in a new year. Um, This is the end of the year review. Uh, December was fairly busy for me um, with shoots and pre-production for stuff for January. And uh, honestly, I just, whatever, you can call it whatever you want. I just got lazy. I just didn't want to fucking do it. But here you are in a brand new year. Uh, and trying to, again, bring value to you guys as much as possible. Sorry for the keyword clicks. I'm trying to get all this stuff done as well um, for for shoots this this weekend. End of the year review, right? We're just going to kind of go over some, some basic numbers. And hopefully, uh, this will better inform you of uh, perhaps where you are, where you want to be, things that you can also improve on. And so let's go ahead and, get, and just get started, right? Uh, so I think the biggest thing people kind of want to know is, you know, how much are are we making, right? Are we making, you know, 50K a year? Are we making uh, 500K a year, 150K a year, right? And all that kind of stuff. Uh, for me, I the last six years, uh, I basically wanted to um, eventually match what I was making with my uh, full-time job when I worked in IT, when I worked in tech, right? And so the last year of me working in tech uh, in 2016, I was making about uh, 82K a year, like 80, 82K k year i believe uh salary right and so uh, my i told myself that you know eventually in the next um six seven uh years i think i gave myself seven years because it took me about seven years um when i started a career in 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 tech um in in it took me about seven years to get to that point right to make 80 i was making like 80 82k a year right so i said okay you know since I'm, i'm starting this new journey in cinematography and filmmaking and production uh, fresh starting from zero i'm gonna give myself six to seven years to at least make that point right uh to that financial point and so basically that's kind of where i'm where i am now i won't say the exact the exact number um but i will say that my rough income uh gross income annually is between uh 75 and 90k right and so that number how do we get there Right to kind of give you some ballpark numbers, ballpark numbers, uh, days on set for 2022. Uh, I just base this on, on invoices because uh, otherwise I, I just forget. But anyway, so we have 43, right? 43 total days on set, and, and that basically means I'm physically somewhere on set, right? Um, and then uh, nine of those, uh, None of those days were actually for my documentary that um, uh, that I produced, eighth place trophies, right? Uh, but that documentary uh, was self funded, so I did all my crew that came with me. I did uh, I did hire those cr- those crew members, right? So none of those days uh, were for my documentary, right? But forty three um, total. Uh, now, as far as uh, other um, other days working, right? We a uh, total of four months, kind of ballpark four months in post-production. So that was also including um, the days I needed to do post-production for eighth place trophies. That also includes post-production for client work. Uh, now, in the last two years, I moved away from doing a lot of post-production. Um, as you can tell, I still do a little bit, right? I mean, if you if you think about it, I probably spent about two months total 
two, two and a half months total uh, in post-production for eighth place trophies, right? So you're looking at however many days there are in, in you know, two months, let's just say um, 60 days, right? So 60 days. And then those other uh, 60 days were spent actually in post-production, right? I only had, uh, I think, two projects last year that I was actually, you know, uh, I was actually personally involved in the post-production. And eventually I would like to kind of get away from from doing any kind of post-production uh, minus providing uh, dailies or um, helping out in the color um, some way, shape or form, you know, uh, that I don't mind at all because I do I do enjoy that. OK, so we have four months in total for post-production. We have 43 uh, days on set and then uh, pre-production uh, slash uh, tech scouts. We have 34 days total. Right. So, you know, in actuality, if you if you just talk, if we were just talking about pre-production and uh, days on set, that is 77 days total. Right. 77 days total with with, uh, um, you know, gross income of 75 to 90 K. Right. In that ballpark, um, which is not bad because for a lot of people, they work five days a week for however many hours a day. Right. Some people work six days. When I worked in tech, I was. 24 seven, for the most part, I worked seven days a week. Um, and because I had different regions throughout the world that I was in charge of, um, as a manager. So, you know, I, I really had weird ass hours and it was for the most part, like 24 seven, I always had to have my phone ready. I always had to have a laptop ready, all that kind of stuff. Right. And so for me to work essentially less than half a year and be able to make 75 to 90 K is pretty fucking good, right? So if, if you're in that ballpark or if you're even making more, kudos to you, right? Maybe you're working the same amount. You're working like 100 days or 90 days and you're making uh, 100K, 150K, 200K. Great, right? Uh, it, you have to define your happiness is what I've learned. You have to define your happiness and what does that mean to you, right? Does that mean working every day? And um, because of that, you're making you know 200,000 a year or whatever it is, right? Or is happiness for you working 90, 100 days making just just shy of 100k which is still pretty good money right you're still able to afford your house your apartment um your your business office studio slash studio you're able to um, purchase your business assets you're able to pay your your contractors or your crew um you're saving up for uh i don't know maybe your kids college fund or whatever it is right and like what is happiness to you <clears throat> happiness for me is not working every every day i would rather much work you know 100 ish days and then spend the other the other days that I have working on passion projects, right, to further my uh, my growth as a cinematographer, and to be able to work on my podcast, to be able to work on other uh, additional sources of um, of income. So that way, I'm not on set because I think if I was on set every single day, I would probably not enjoy it, right? Because let's face it, we're not not every job is the uh, amazing Nike commercial, right? That's like. For me, that's like one percent of the time, right? So I, I would honestly, uh, I mean, I, I would not want to be shooting in corporate commercials every single day. That I, I would, I would, I would honestly like shoot myself, right? Metaphorically, so please don't do that. Um, that's just me, right? Uh, so again, if, if you're kind of some, you know, if you're in that ballpark where you're making like forty k or fifty k, it's your first year or second year or third year, whatever it is, right? And you want to be able to make like at least seventy five or eighty five, right? Um, what are some of the steps that you can do uh, to get there? Um, and and that's a that's a tough talk that you need to have with yourself uh, if you have, especially if you have a family, right? That's that's even even tougher. 
All right. Uh, so, but that's where I, I am at as far as 2022 goes. Uh, most used equipment, and then we'll do uh, least used equipment to kind of give you a gauge of what I use, um, what uh, brings me in ROI when it comes to rentals, and uh, things that just, you know, I bought that I never use or rarely, rarely, or rarely use, right? Uh, so most used equipment, for sure, when it comes to lighting, would be my Forza 500s. I own two of them. I am looking at getting a 720 this year, uh, just because sometimes it's nice to have an extra punch um, for for day interiors. Um, so yeah, my Forza 500s pretty much always come with me, as well as my Lightmap Plus 3. It's pretty much been my go-to key light. I like the Lightmap Plus 3 because it uh, it's easy to um, to travel with. Even if you have, even if you have like a car, it's, it's super flat. It's easy to travel with. It has enough punch uh, where you can get about eight stops of light. Has has been my uh, testing with it, right? So uh, you can get up to a T8 when it comes to the light map, which is pretty good, right? And then um, I usually just leave the full grid on it with the Louvre and then uh, for times where I need extra punch and I just take uh, all, all the diffusion out and then I just, you know, shoot it through like an 8x of, of whatever grid cloth or, or magic cloth or whatever I got, right? Um, so that's been my go-to. Um, my, my easy rig, for sure, I think for many of us, the easy rig is just like a no-brainer. just comes with us. Uh, my Sigma lenses, uh, my uh, my Sydney lenses, 1835. My prime lenses, the 24, 50, and 85. Um, this year, I am looking at getting the 35 just to have a, a, well, a well-rounded uh, prime lens kit. And as well as the, um, I, I honestly don't think I need it, but I am just going to get it the 50 to 100. So I have that, that zoom combo, um, in case, uh, just, you never know. Sometimes you need it, right? Uh, rags and cloth, right? I, that always comes with me. Um, my, my quarter grid, my half grid, my magic cloth. Um, what else? My bleach muslin, I don't really use anymore. It kind of just sits around. Um, but I, I do have different sizes, right? So I have like, you know, half, I have silent half grid, quarter grid in a four by and an eight by, um, I have a four by a magic cloth and as well as an eight by a magic cloth. Um, my eight by solid always comes with me. I have two, um, Matthews or no, they're modern studio <clears throat> ultra bounce on one side, four by four ultra bounce on one side. And then the other side is, is a solid Salt black. So that always comes with me just because you never know when you just need something to help um, wrap the light around. I prefer using a bounce if I can rather than using um, a light. Uh, but that's just me. My map boxes, uh, I own the Misfit Atom and the uh, Misfit Kick three stage. Uh, I feel like for the gimbal stuff, the the Misfit Atom is is it's just a solid map box to have. You know, it's so lightweight, weigh, barely weighs anything. The, the filters way more than the freaking map box does. So for gimbal stuff, like if, if you're rocking like a Ronin or a Movi, uh, it's really great to have those. Um, even for like handheld setups, like if you have a really heavy ass rig um, camera setup, uh, sometimes it's nice where, you know, you just using a lighter map box in front of it. So you're not so front heavy. Um, filters, I feel like for commercial work, my uh, Glimmer Glass set has done me very well. I have a an eighth, a quarter and a one, uh, but typically I just use the eighth and the quarter. My, uh, I also, what else do I have? I also own a, um, an eighth of Black Promise. Again, these are all four by five, six, five filters. And I also own a quarter um, Hollywood Black Magic, which I like a lot. I've used that more on like, um, on uh, narrative stuff uh, and documentary stuff. Uh, eighth Place Trophies, I used it on um, a short film that I did last year called The Day Of. I used uh, Hollywood Black Magic. Uh, it's great, it's a great filter. But as far as like the commercial client stuff, the Glimmer Glass has pretty much been the go-to. Small HD monitors, I own uh, the Indy 7 and the 702 Bright. 
those are pretty much my go-to monitors I use. Um, this, <clears throat> the ND7 is pretty much on my camera. So that's my um, uh, onboard monitor, you know, quote unquote onboard monitor. And then my 702 is always there for a director's monitor, field uh, field monitor, or to pull focus. Uh, and then wireless transmitter, right? I, I bought the Vaxis Storm 800 um, off of a colleague of mine, I think uh, 20, like late 2020, I believe. Yeah. And so that pretty much comes uh, comes on every shoe, uh, practically. I also own a, a Hollyland Amars 400S, I think, that just, it's like, you know, ultra backup in case something breaks. Um, but yeah, so most use equipment pretty much. And then and obviously, you know, head and legs, right? Whatever kind of tripod you have. Um, least used equipment, uh, I would say would be the DJI RS2. I uh, really don't use that much. Um, the Movi I, I bought late last year. I bought it like in, um, I don't know. Did I buy the Movi late last year? I think I bought it during summertime. Um, and the Movi wasn't really used a lot just because again, I'm not a movie op. And, and so I think that that's why it wasn't really used a lot. Uh, the RS2, what I used it a handful of times on, on shoots for commercial stuff, client stuff. Uh, but yeah, I didn't use it a lot. I also owned a Ninja V, which I didn't use at all last year. Uh, maybe, maybe I used it once on a shoot, but that's about it. So I think kind of just sits around, um, in the, in the storage, in the storage bin. Um, I also own a Kessler stealth slider, which I feel like I, I mean, I did use last year, but just not a lot. Uh, this year, I'm looking at getting um, a uh, either like the the Dana Dolly or I, Kessler has one. I forgot what the hell that the Dolly their version is called. Um, and Gladier also has a a very uh, cheap alternative, which I'm I'm still kind of on the fence of. We'll see if I get that. Um, and then yeah, I guess to round up the year for 2022, most valuable you know lesson or lessons learned. I think the most valuable lesson I learned is just to be okay with whatever comes your way, right? So uh, for me last year, for every job I got as a cinematographer, I, I think I talked about this in one of the last podcast episodes, but for every job I got as a cinematographer, I also got a job or um, an offer to either cam up or to gaff, right? Uh, which is totally fine. And I feel like if, if you're if you're still in a situation where your you have financial goals right we all have financial goals and if part of that means working you know here and there as a cam op or gaffing uh, or maybe you like first day seeing or whatever whatever it is right um don't be afraid to take those jobs right because at the end of the day like income is income right if you're if you're surrounded by cool people it's a cool shoot who knows maybe you're just shooting bts right i don't know where you are in your in your career you get a BTS offer, or maybe you get a uh, a few gigs as, as a grip, or um, a first AC, or you know, uh, if you're someone like me, it's either a cinematographer or gaff is really is usually what I get hired for, um, as well as uh, taking cam op jobs. Last year was just like just you know fuck it, like who cares, like just do it, right? Um, as long as the shoot's cool, you know, if if someone hires me to gaff or cam op and it's a terrible shoot, probably not going to do that job again with that person, right? Um, but that's just me. So most valuable lesson learned is, is again, uh, be open-minded to what comes your way, right? Um, think about it, obviously, right? Don't just, don't, don't just blindly say yes, think about it first and then, and then take action based upon that, right? Uh, probably the biggest lesson I learned, uh, last year. Um, and then also take your time, right? If there is a passion project that you have, you don't necessarily need to rush it. When you, um, when I've rushed things in the past, 
uh, it's always been a situation where after the fact, I'm like, oh man, I wish I had more time to have done this or to have gotten this or whatever it is, right? Take your time. If there's something very meaningful for you, like just take your time. Maybe maybe it's a project that you work on throughout the year rather than having to just you know clump it all in like one or two days, right? Just maybe take one day here and then take another day there and then take another day the next month or whatever it is, right? Just slowly start chipping away at it is better than rushing a project that you really want to accomplish. You know, say it's like a short film that you're writing and and you're very passionate about it, right? You don't have to rush the whole thing in one day. Like, you know, maybe shoot a couple hours here, a couple hours there, a couple hours there. Um, as the story progresses, as as your skill set uh, progresses and as you grow as a cinematographer, you can start thinking like, oh man, now I have um, uh, this new knowledge, this new experience. I want to use it for this, you know, night interior that we're going to do or whatever it is, right? So again, the, the, the biggest two lessons I would say is um, be open-minded and then also don't rush projects that you have a lot of passion for uh, because you will most likely regret it in the end if you do rush it. Okay, that is it for this podcast episode. I hope it brought you guys some value in in some way, shape, or form. If it did, please send me a DM. Uh, yeah, you know what? Just send me a DM on Instagram. It's probably the easiest thing to do, right? Send me a DM. Let, send me a DM. Let me know what you like. Let me know what is helpful, what isn't helpful. Uh, let me know what kind of episodes that you are looking for uh, this year. Even if uh, even if I've already done the episode, maybe there's something that uh, there's a question that I didn't answer, right? And I can answer in a new. Uh, episode so just let me know shoot me in dm just say hey david could you make an episode on this like yeah sure make it All right uh again if you haven't shared this podcast it's a brand new year people need podcasts people need things to listen to share it with everyone share it with your dog man maybe your dog will get happier listening to this podcast right probably not uh but that is it for me uh and i will catch you guys in the next podcast episode